Good evening. Welcome back to the Across the Tracks podcast. I am Steve. And I am Wayne. Hey, it has been a minute since we've been here. <laughs> it's been almost a month now. We've been on hiatus. Yeah, we've been on a fall hiatus, I guess you can call that, man. Yeah, the uh, fall, fall break. Fall break, you know. It, it's been busy. Life happens and things. So just busy, and uh, but we're back and uh, got a lot of interesting topics to uh, provide our point of view on tonight. So... Without further ado, man, let's let's get into it. All right, all right. Uh, let's start it off, man, with uh, talking about uh, what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and that is the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. And within the past couple of days, they've come up with a verdict, yep. and uh, of not guilty on all charges. And uh, we'll start that off. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about um, a congressman that was censored because of his stupidity. <laughs> uh, we want to talk a little bit about Astroworld and concerts with Travis Scott. And um, there's an Ahmad Aubrey trial that's going on. And then I think the other big thing is uh, the death of uh, Colin Powell. Yeah. So yeah. I tell you what. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's kick it off. Let's kick it off with you, man. Uh, talking about the, your thoughts on the Rittenhouse uh, trial man. and verdict. What can I say, man? I'm 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 I, I was just angry, man. I was just angry, you know. You don't have that feeling where you get mad and there you just you know you're mad, but there ain't nothing you can do about it, <laughs> you know. That feeling. And uh, I watched some of the trial off and on, and. Some of the things I saw, I'm like, this dude is going to get off. I, I knew it. I knew it. It's just like I'm talking into this mic. I knew this dude was going to get off. And then he's up there crying like a little bitch and everything. And it's like, really? Uh, and, and the judge, you know, siding with him. And, and I mean, it was it was I'm like, this guy is going to get off. So I think the majority of black America. There might be a few misguided black folks out there, but I think the majority of black America knew the verdict was going to be what it was. Uh, I don't see how you insert yourself into a situation. You had no business being there. Now, you can say whatever you want, but you had no business being there in the first place. And two people get killed and one severely injured. And there's no accountability for that. And. It's it's appalling, man, that this is people people, you know, they say that we're always complaining about the fairness of the criminal justice system. This is exhibit. I don't know how many we, we know there's been thousands of exhibits where the criminal justice system has not been fair when it comes to people of color. And it appears that the criminal justice system is not fair to people who support causes that support people of color. And it's it's disgusting, man, that this kid and he's a kid, he's a punk kid. He was big and bad walking down with his rifle down the street of Kenosha. Uh, supposedly he was there to help people and be an EMT. I'm thinking well, if you're an EMT, and you're there to help people. What do you need AR-15 for? So you kill two people, blow a man's arm off and you walk away scot free. I, it it reeks, man, of white privilege. Um, him crying, him collapsing at the verdict. I'm like, get your punk ass up. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, I, it's disgusting, man. I, I am just disgusted that this this is it, it was just appalling, man. I, I just I, I turned it off once the verdict came in. I, I, I was just angry. I could just feel myself getting angry and I just had to, I had to turn it off, man. So um, no accountability. I don't see how you can can say you're acquitted of everything when two people are dead and one guy is severely injured. And you and I both know if that had been some 18, 17, 18 year old black kid or Hispanic kid who had killed two people in the street, no chance of parole, life in jail. They may even try to inflict the death penalty upon them. 
But this kid walks away scot-free, and uh, it it sets a bad tone, man, um, going forward for uh, any protests that come up. Because now people are going to think, well, I can show up, shoot somebody, plead self-defense, and, and I'll walk away scot-free. So th- those are my thoughts, man. Your thoughts. I, I think the last thing that you said about pleading self-defense, it was the, the key to this trial. And I knew, like you, what the outcome was going to be, especially when the prosecutor, you know, put two guys on the stand and said, oh, I was going for his gun. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's to to the eyes of the law. That kid feels that he's attacked, you know, and, you know, one and, and one guy had uh, a gun. And was reaching for this weapon. So. Most people are going to say, well, he yeah, that's self-defense, knowing good and damn well that those are not really the thoughts of most of the country. Right. You know, most of the country thought that, you know, this kid is has got a weapon. OK. And I, I have a, a cousin that I'm I'm pretty damn sure he's a Fox News guy because he only he only talks. He only brings stuff up when. It's dealing with stuff like this. So he texted me and said, well, what were your thoughts on uh, the Rittenhauer uh, House uh, verdict? And I said, and I texted him back and says, does it matter? Yeah. You know, and so my my next trend with him was I take it you've been watching a lot of Fox News. And he never answered that question. <laughs> you know, so I, I know that, you know. He, he's he's one of those guys. Yeah. Okay. And so, and I told him, you know, the one guy that that had a gun that would went to attack Rittenhouse. I told him in my little trend, I said, if I had a weapon, I'm not gonna try to grab his weapon. I'm gonna shoot his ass. If I think that he's an active shooter, shooter, right, I'm not gonna right. try to take his weapon from him. Right. No. I mean. The, the, the guy says, well, I, I don't do that. Well, what the fuck are you carrying a weapon for? Right, right. If you're not going to use it. Okay. Right. I mean, I mean, I hate to say it, but I would have shot his ass just as big as Dallas. Okay. You know, especially when he's carrying a, an AR-15. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, they didn't even get him for breaking, bringing stuff across state lines. Nope. nope. You know? Nope. If the, the, the only recourse they can do Right now is take his ass and put him on a, a civil trial. I think and, that's what's going to happen. Oh, they have to. They yeah. have to. And they have to they have to OJ his ass. OK, they have to um, try to get 40, 50 million dollars, mm-hmm. you know, for injuries for the one guy that survived. You know, how yep. is it going to affect his working life for the rest mm-hmm. of his life? He took away the livelihood of two people that were young and they were going to have a working life for the rest of their lives, maybe 50, 60 years. Yep. Okay. So, you know, $30 million. You know, let's see how many of the, uh, the uh, Fox people will, will bail him out then. Yeah. Ricky Schroeder yeah. And, and all these other people donating to his car. Yeah. yeah so, uh, you know, once again, you know, as we see it, there was no way that he was going to be found guilty on anything. Yeah. I mean, the judge already set the tone from very one when the judge said that, you know, you can't call those people that he shot victims. Right. Right. As yeah, total bullshit. Total bullshit. You know, the judge. The judge was. I mean. I mean, yeah. and, and then you let the kid pull out the number of the jurors. Right. <laughs> right. Come on. What? What? What kind of bullshit? What kind of rinky yeah. dink? Awkward. The the guy is is off. The judge was off. Oh yeah. And it was no way that they were going to. No. And and they just well anyway I don't even want once again it doesn't matter because justice isn't for us. Right. right. Okay. And and I think I, I think there's people protesting around the country. Not because it was a black thing, it's because it's a justice thing. Right. Okay. 
you know? So when you see someone that um, their lives are taken away from them in the situation that happened, it's not black or white. It's, this is about justice. This is about, you know, people wanting to protest openly. And this kid decides that he's going to he's going to go and say he's going to defend stuff. Now, from this point on, as you mentioned, you know, anybody with an AR-15 can walk up someplace. Let's say that there's they win the NCAA championship in um, uh, Georgia. And I, I decide that I'm going to take my AR-15 and go, well, let's say downtown Indianapolis, because guess where the, the championship's going to be? Yep, it is. And so yep. I, I, I say that I'm going to go down and keep the people that won the NCAA championship from looting downtown. If my black ass shows up down there with an AR-15, you think they're going to say, well, you have the right to be here? Yeah. No. <laughs> they're not going to say you have the right to be here. They're going to say you're under arrest or they may, pro- they may probably shoot my ass. That's right. That's right. You know, I mean, right. it's, it's amazing that gun laws are meant for everybody but us. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's go back to the Black Panther Party. You know, Ronald Reagan, old Skippy. You know, they took their rights away, their Second Amendment rights away to carry guns openly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sad, man. Sad commentary that uh, you know, people hailing this kid as a hero and they're offering him. Well, we're going to offer him an internship in Congress. I mean, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> you know, it, it's it's ridiculous, man, that we have fallen into this level of stupidity in this country. And um, the the just I don't know what it is anymore, man. I truly don't. We we truly have no moral compass anymore. And uh, the fact that you know he he's what eighteen now he 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 walks away scot free. But um, you know they're already talking. We got to move him out of out of Kenosha or wherever hell he's from. He came across state lines. So where did he live in Illinois? He lives in Illinois. He lives in Illinois. So. You know, uh, you you yeah, you you better move. <laughs> you better move, man, because there there are some people that they're wired a different way, man. And uh, for the rest of his life, he's probably gonna have to look over his shoulder. You know, yeah. he's probably gonna have to look over his shoulder the rest of his life because of the stupid thing that you did by inserting yourself into a situation that you had no business being there. You had no right. business being there. This would all been different if you had kept your punk ass at home. <laughs> yep. This is my view. Yep. yep. All right. All right. Well, let's let's transition to uh, <laughs> the next uh, bit of stupidity, and that is um, Congressman Paul Gosar mm. uh, decided that he was going to um, make a little animated animation film, uh, anime about attacking. Uh, colleague AOC depicted killing her and then attacking the president of the United States, Joe Biden. Well, let's see. You know, I, I think a lot of these guys, man, I, they, they they got a thing for AOC. They don't want to come out and admit it. They got a thing for AOC. She gets under their skin so bad. Because she don't she don't take no crap. But I think a lot of these guys, they got a thing for her, man. They just don't want to admit it. That's why they're always <laughs> doing something oh, to her. They they're saying a- something about her, whatever. I think they got a thing for her. I truly you saying they, they want a little piece? Uh, maybe. I mean, they, they <laughs> all these guys, they like they they always come in at AOC. Yeah. And yeah. uh, you know, I, why? I don't know. But uh you know, the flimsy excuse that this guy gave and a lot of his backers gave somebody, dude, you you depicted yourself killing somebody, one of your colleagues in the Congress, you know, and, and if you and I, if you and I made a threat against the president, guess who'd be knocking on our door? <laughs> Secret <laughs> Service. Yeah. So these people, man, who are some quote arc so-called leaders, man, they're they're stupid as hell. And this is who we have 
you know, supposedly leading this country, doing what's right for the American people. It's like, I am just, I'm done, man. I'm truly am done. I, I can't watch news anymore because every day it's something pathetic, some pathetic display by these guys, stupid stuff they say uh, that just like it causes you scratch your head. It's like, what the hell is going on with our country, man? <laughs> but um, I, I do think a lot of these guys, they got, they got, they, there's something going on with AOC and them. <laughs> That's all I do because they're always coming at her for some reason. So. Right. I, I just think that I I think that she's attractive, and like I said earlier, they want a piece, and <laughs> they they know they're not going to get a piece, and so they just want to make her. This is their way of showing some affection. I I really believe that. Uh, okay, not that she's a terrible person. No. Number one, number one, they think that you know she's she's twenty nine. She was twenty nine years old when she became a congressman. And um, they just feel that she doesn't represent what they represent. Right, right. You know, and right. what what can they do? It, it's amazing that, you know, as regional as we are, that this guy from Arizona, Paul Gosar, who his entire family has disowned him mm-hmm. because he's such an idiot. Um he is he's going to uh, attack her. Well, they all want to attack her. So yeah. I, I've said this a hundred times. The Republicans that are in Congress now aren't happy unless they hate somebody or something. Yep, you're absolutely right. Okay. And you're absolutely right. They're they're not satisfied unless they feel that they have a grievance against somebody or something. Because they never t- they never do a damn thing, they never make any legislation. They never talk about the positive things that they can do for the country. The only thing they do is talk about bad shit because yeah. that's what yeah. makes. They got a whole group of people that are complainers, and this keeps their n- numbers up by yeah. talking to their audience. Yeah. We're mad, though. White Americans mad. Well, no one speaks for us. Well, you got you had a person in the office at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue that supposedly spoke for the people, right. and he just allowed he just allowed the people to do and say anything that they want they always wanted to do and say, because he never condones it. Nope. And so nope. this Gosar, he just follows right along with it. But I do say this, is that Congress did, the House of Representatives did vote and censored him with the majority of the Republicans saying, no, no, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. Nothing to see here. Keep it moving. (laughs) I I talk about my representatives from the state of Indiana who they don't do shit either. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, they haven't had a town hall. I would love to go to one of their town halls, but they don't want to have one. No, oh. they don't. No one has a town hall anymore because you know they don't want to answer the. They don't want to answer nope. answer the tough questions. Well, yep. why in the hell did you vote not to impeach, dumbass? Right. Why right. did you vote not to censor another dumbass? Right. Okay. And I think AOC said it. She she said it quite eloquently. Eloquently. When she said, look, what what is wrong with simply saying this is wrong? <laughs> yes. You know, this behavior, what, what's what's so bad about that? These people are afraid to say that something's wrong when they know good and damn well what this guy did, what happened for four years with with uh, with uh, with Agent Orange in the White House. Uh, what happened on January the 6th and all the other foolishness that went on for four years. These people didn't have the moral courage to say, you know what? This is wrong, guys. This is wrong. That's what she asked the other day. What's what's the big issue? What is the big issue with saying, you know what? This is this is wrong. They can't even do that, man. Can't even do that. So I, I, I'm just like, what what is wrong with our country, man? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get a lot of these people, man. We we got one of them out here, man, that Bobert idiot. 
Oh, uh, yeah. She's she's making a hit list of people that she's going to go after once they take over uh, power in 2022. She's making a hit list of people that she's going to go after. And I'm like, you know, if you would have saw her commercials out here, man, when she was running for office, she's walking through uh, the field or the she's walking around with the gun tied on her hip and she's going to take on Nancy Pelosi and she's going to take on AOC. And I'm thinking. Nancy Pelosi would whoop your ass at 80 years old. And AOC is from the hood. She will whoop your ass, too. You know? So, I mean, she's all like she's all tough and everything, man. Yeah. And it's like you you people, you're hiding right now behind um, the office of representative or senator. You're hiding behind that. But if you were an average citizen walking down the street, I guarantee you don't have the moral courage to step to somebody and say to their face a lot of the foolishness that you utter right now in the Hall of Congress because you're cowards. They're all right. cowards, man. Yep. I agree 100 percent, brother. They're all cowards. And like you say, man, it's they got to find somebody or something to gripe about, complain about every damn day. And it's getting, it's getting, um, it's getting old. It's gotten old, you know, that this is what we have to look forward to every day in the news. So yeah, I'm glad they had the courage to censor him, uh, the, the Democrats in the, in the house. Uh, but like you say, man, all his buddies, he didn't do anything wrong. He took the video down, you know, I mean, come on, man. Is this the best y'all can do? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of my staffers put it together. Yeah, uh, did I mean, you fire? The, did you fire the staffer? Right. And he never apologized, so piss no, on Never, him. never, never. And none of them never do, man. They no, never, they don't. They never do. And what example are you setting for the young people in this country? What example are you setting for kids? I mean, that it's okay to... I'm going to threat. I mean, right now, man, what was the number with I'm bullying, bullying people on the Internet? I mean, kids are committing suicide because they're bullied and they can hide behind uh, Facebook and all these other platforms to bully people. Uh, I mean, what message are you sending to these kids when you put out an anime cartoon showing you killing one of your colleagues at work? I couldn't get away with that. If I was threatening somebody at work, my ass would be fired. You know? That's the appalling um, fact of this whole thing, man, that these people, the the average citizen is held to a whole lot different standard than these people who are supposed to be above us as common people because they're the leaders of the country. But they pale in comparison to a lot of the average citizens walking the street every day. Yep, 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 yep. The hypocrisy of it all. It is. It is. It is. It is. So... Yeah. So uh, moving on, man, is it is it a good segue point? Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. so let's, yeah. Let's, let's talk about this astral world thing. Astral world. The astral okay. world thing. A uh, big concert uh, down in uh, Houston uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, the headliner was um, Travis uh, Scott, rapper, Houston mm-hmm. Nate Travis Scott. I don't know if you ever listened to any of his music or not. Uh, but he was the headliner. I think Drake was also one of the performers uh, on the on the bill that night. Uh, but there was some serious uh, deficiencies at the venue. Ten people ended up getting killed. And now the lawsuits are flowing in. And um, I'll let you start it off, man. Your thoughts on it. Um, you know, people are suing the performers. Um Tons of lawsuits. Drake is being sued. I'm not sure why Drake is being sued. Travis Scott's being sued, of course. He was the headliner. But your thoughts on on, on the thing, man? What what is what is your view on it? Um, fortunately, ten people are dead and several others injured. But uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, yeah. <clears throat> what's first, what's going to happen going forward, et cetera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, the venue. I never should have just offered general admission tickets, number one, okay? Because what happens is that if you get that general admission ticket, you want to be up close to the stage. Right. Okay, so therefore, if you have 40,000 people or 50,000 people that all got general admission tickets, 
they're all going to try to rush the stage. They want to be up front. Who wants to be in the back of a, right. of a concert? That's the number one issue that I have, you know, because they were looking at money. Because if you have lawn chairs out or you're in a venue where there are bleachers or whatnot, you're limiting the number of bodies that you can get in that spot. Right. right. So there's going to be a lack of funds raised. But if you give a general admission ticket, okay, then all those people can get up there. And so with anything else, if you ever been in a crowd where there are a bunch of people, there's no there's no telling which direction that you're going to go. Right. OK, absolutely. For for example, we went down <coughs> myself and um, Alex and Broderick. Uh, went downtown Indianapolis when they had the Super Bowl here uh, a few years ago. And it was so crowded that you couldn't go from one place to the other. And there was no direction in which the crowd was going. Everybody wasn't going the same direction. So you had people pushing on you from every direction. And it's, it's sort of like a bunch of fish that are kind of going the same direction. And then suddenly they they stop and then another big fish comes through. That's yep. how it was. You could not control. You couldn't control the direction that you were going. You just went with the crowd. And if somebody tripped and fell, then those people would be on top of you because what's going to happen? The person behind you is going to trip and fall and the person behind them is going to trip and fall. And then everybody's going to be moving forward. So people are going to get going to get crushed. Yep. You know, it, it seems like <clears throat> in uh, 1979, the uh, the who had a concert in Cincinnati and the same thing happened. Um, there were 11 people killed in that because they offered general mission tickets and uh, the who was sued for it. And I, I don't remember if they had to pay or not, but it's literally the same situation. Yeah. Now, Travis Scott, um, should he be sued? He was the even though the, he was the headliner, I, I, I think that he could have said, hey, you know, this is what's going on. But with that number of people, how could you tell? Right. You know, because the that that group of people is moving in all directions. Okay, yep. so what he what he could see as oh they're having a good time out there. You know, it could be that people are being crushed and him not even know about it. Right, right. You know, so I don't I don't blame him. You know, and I think eventually there was some some girl or some. Uh, participant jump up on the stage and said there's people that need help and then it got his attention but prior to that he didn't know what was really going on he just thought right. hey this is crowd is having a hell of a time at my concert right right okay but uh i i put all the blame on the uh the people that promoted the concert by giving out general mission tickets yeah. that's just yeah. me yeah no yeah i i, I don't you know, people always look into, you know, it's about money. So they're they're going to, you know, he's the big target. So let's sue uh, Travis Scott. Let's sue Drake. But I think Live Nation, uh, I think Apple was a sponsor of the concert. Apple Music or one of something with Apple, they were a sponsor. But as Chuck D said, I don't know if you ever get a chance to go out and um, read some comments by Chuck D at Public Enemy. Chuck D's like, you know, it's, it's these guys who own these um, concert promotion companies, Live Nation and there's a couple other big ones. They put these shows on, man. They they want to make as much money as they can. And they a lot of times they'll get, you know, the, the Travis Scott's, the Drake's. They want the headlining guys. But if you're going to put on a show to where, what was it, 50,000 people were at that show? 50,000. Inadequate security. You had, like you say, general admission tickets being sold. There were so many flaws in the process that um, in the promotion of that show is like, 
the people who are filing these lawsuits, you need to turn your attention to the people putting it on. That's my view. It's not like you said, Travis Scott, you're up there performing. I'm sure he's probably like you said, man, he's into the his act. He doesn't know what's going on all the way out there. And like you said, until somebody brought it to his attention, he probably didn't know. But the people who promoted the show at the venue, they needed to it's their responsibility to make sure that people are going to be safe when they get there. It's not to me. It's not the artist's fault. This is me. And and I've been to a lot of shows and stuff where, you know, they're, it's unruly a lot of times. Uh, like you say, man, people get to pushing. If one person starts pushing, it starts a chain reaction or whatnot. Um, and, and it's a little scary at times. So, no, uh, the people who put the show on, that's where the lawsuits need to be focused on. Take some money out of their pockets. Well, here's and, something. And maybe that would cause them, you know, if you're going to put on a show this magnitude, maybe you'll think twice uh, about what you need to do to make sure people are going to be safe if you're going to do what you did at this Astro World venue. This Astro. Yeah, here, here's the other thing is that why didn't the, the cops just come in and say, we're yeah. shutting this stuff down? Right, right. You know, I, I know, I mean, keep in mind when you think about Texas. You know, everything is free. You can't you not rights aren't supposed to be violated in any way or whatever. It's whatever goes. You can carry a gun any damn place you want and any, any all that stuff. Right, right. And so in in your major northeastern cities like a New York, the cops would have said, no, we're, we're shutting this shit down. Right. Right. Or the you fire marshal. Or the fire marshal was come yeah. in and say, first of all, you can't have a general mission tickets. Right. Okay, you got to pay for it. So, yeah, 50 bucks as opposed to 250 bucks. Okay, and so the cops were on the outside looking in as opposed to being inside looking out at the crowd. Right. Okay, and I'm sure if this was New York, they would have shut that they would have shut that stuff down. Yeah. You know, uh, I think they had a concert uh, in Central Park a couple of years ago. That was threatening to rain. I mean, yes. lightning. Yep. And the cops came in and said, "Hey, this is over with." And people didn't leave. Then they start carrying their asses out of there. Right. Right. You know, start arresting them. You you got to go. This is this is dangerous. You got to go. So, um, yeah, that's something that the promoters need to need to be checked on, not the artists. You know. Yeah. No. No. But you know, it's they're easy target. You know, I am suing Drake, man. I'm suing Travis. I mean, you know, that that's what I mean. Are you ever going to see anything? The odds are. Who knows? But the people who put these shows on, man, and skimp when it comes to security and tickets, how tickets are handled, whatnot. They're the ones to blame, man. It's unfortunate. Ten people are dead and several hundreds uh, injured from, you know, just chaos. Um, so hopefully, um you know, this doesn't happen again. I mean, it, it's these days it's it's hard to say uh, whether it will or won't. But, you know, things like this, man, they uh, things get out of hand at, at a lot of these, uh, especially a lot of these hip hop shows. Um, things do get out of hand sometimes. And um, like I said, if, if it looks that's where it's going, then it probably needs to be shut down quicker uh, than later to prevent what happened down in Houston. So. My yep. true sense. So uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, in the music realm. Let, let's let's throw out. I don't know if you're familiar with this guy, but Young Dolph. Are you familiar with him? No, I'm not. He's a he's a rapper, uh, Memphis, uh, Memphis rapper, born and bred. Um, he was killed the other day in his hometown. Um, a good guy, man. If you if you read up on him, doing a lot of stuff for the community in Memphis. Uh, a lot of praise heaped upon him for the lot of the great things he does. He was a businessman. He owned several hundred properties in Memphis. And um, for his kid's birthday, man, he would buy them a foreclosed property. You know, so he was trying to, um, you know, keep that generational wealth going uh, for his kids. But he was gunned down, man, in front of a black business in Memphis. Hmm. Still don't know why, but uh, he was supporting. Uh, he always came to this cookie shop uh, to buy cookies, and he was in there buying cookies, man. And these two guys jump out of a car, shoot through the window. Um, they had an AK-47 and some other type of pistol, man, just gunned him down, man. Um, it's really sad. 
really sad. Uh, but it's a lot. Of, it's again a lot of young black men are dying unnecessarily in this country, man. You know, over foolishness, over some <clears throat> for some perceived beef. You know, and and here's a he's 36 years old, but gone, man. Left left his wife and kids behind. And uh, from what I've read, you know, I I wasn't a big fan of his music. I knew some of his some of his tunes, but I was not a big fan of his music. But similar with what happened with Nipsey Hussle, when you when you read the backstory of Nipsey Hussle, you find, man, this guy was doing great work in his Mm -hmm. community. And the same thing with Young Dolph. He was doing a lot of great things in the Memphis community, man, that will come out now that he's he's passed. But same thing, man. I uh, I read Nipsey Hussle's book, man. The Marathon Continues. Great read. But he was doing a lot of things, man, in that Crenshaw, Sloss, in that neighborhood. He was doing a lot of great things, man, just to keep people, give people hope, give people positive outlooks on life. Uh, same thing. This guy, Young Dolphin Memphis, doing the same thing. So sad, sad story, man, that another mm. young black man is, is gunned down in the street and they haven't found the guys. They don't know who the guys were because they were masked up. They were hooded up um, quick as they shot him. They were gone. So mm. a really sad story. So I uh, uh, just wanted to throw that in since we were since we were talking about, quote, music and stuff like that. Throw that in. So rest in peace, uh, Young Dolph, man. <clears throat> yeah, yep. Rest in peace, rest in power. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh you know, we we talked earlier about the Rittenhouse uh yeah. trial. Well, let's segue into what's going on now down in um uh Georgia. Yep, yep. And that is the Ahmad Arbery uh trial. Okay. And it's gotten to a point that we're probably within the next couple of days of having um, this case end and a verdict to develop um, afterwards. And so we just want to talk a little bit about how, you know, this this situation happened quickly and how the uh, judge and jury and the, the attorneys are doing. So I'll let you kick it off. We'll talk about the, this case and what are your some of your thoughts on uh, and how you feel this going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same, same thing here. <clears throat> I follow it off and on. However, I think I think these guys are going to get convicted. I, th- I think they're going to get convicted. One, I don't think they got anybody setting up a GoFundMe page for them and all these high profile people supporting their cause. I don't don't see that happening with these guys. Mm -hmm. So I I think they're going to go down. I truly believe they're going to go down. The defense attorney, he seems to have an issue with uh, black pastors (laughs) being on hand to support the support the family, which is, is ludicrous. Uh, and he's he's made a couple other comments that like, what is wrong with this guy? Again, trying to prejudice the jury, I think, against, uh, you know, prejudice the, the jury or, or be favorable for the jury for his uh, his defendants. Um, you know, but as 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 Al Sharpton said, it's like, look, we're there supporting the family. We're there supporting this mom who's lost her son. You know, that's the only reason why we're there. And then I think he made some stupid comment about what do these, what do these guys think this is courtside at the Lakers? I mean, just stupid stuff, man. You wonder, like, you're supposed to be an educated guy and nothing but stupidity is coming out of your mouth. So um, I was surprised that one of the defendants actually testified, got on the stand to testify. And to me, he shot himself in the foot when he was being cross-examined. You know, he's like, the guy never threatened me. He never did anything. He didn't pull a gun. He didn't pull. So to me, you shot yourself in the foot, man, by getting up there testifying. But I don't think they're going to get off like Mr. Uh, Mr. Punk ass. Uh, I think they're going to get convicted, man, because uh, you literally you hunted this guy down and he's minding his own business. There is no self-defense. Yeah, he's he's trying to keep you from killing him. 
you're the one who instigated the action, you know, by getting in your truck and following this guy. So I think the outcome is going to be different uh, than what we saw a couple of days ago with uh, with the Rittenhouse case. So, um, so far, uh, yeah, stupidity from the defense. But I think the prosecution's putting on a good case. And uh, my hope is that there will be justice served for Ahmad, his family, and these guys are convicted, man, all three of them. So that, that's my thoughts on it. Back to you. Yeah, I kind of uh, agree with you. Um, they are probably going to be found guilty of something. They may, yeah. and I think right now they're trying to plead their way out of it Yeah. because they know it's going to be bad. And, you know, once again, looking at how laws are and how juries are selected and so on, if you look at the selection of a jury, there's 11 white jurors and one black jury. Now, from my understanding, they say you're supposed to be judged by your peers. And in that city, over 50 percent of the people that live in that city is are black. Yep. 50% and only one black person is on that jury. Yeah. Yeah. You know, justice isn't justice. Justice isn't for us. No. And then, you know, just like you mentioned about the attorney, the attorney, you know, he's he's sending out signals that we need to let this guy let these three guys go because he said the jury needs to look like Bubba's. Yep. You know, you know, good old white boys. Yep. And they need to be blue collar people that look like the defendants. That's what the the defense attorney said. They need to be bubbers. They need to look like the they need to look like the defendants. That's who the jury makeup should be. Yep. You know, and and as you mentioned, the fact that you know. Ahmaud Arbery went into this house and looked around. He went into the house and looked around. Hell, everybody does that. Yeah, I've done it myself. <laughs> I, I, hell, I, if there's something going on, you know, today I was running by a, a place that they're working on down here. And I like, I stopped and looked. I mean, that's just what you do. Right. And then, you know, you hunt, hunt this guy down and then you say, I was defending myself. And then yeah. you have the freaking shotgun. Right. You're defending yourself. Well, yeah. guess what? If you show up with a shotgun, doesn't he have the right to defend himself? Yeah. You, you, well, you're trying yeah. to. Right. Right. You, you're yeah. trying to box him in with your trucks and then you got yeah. a shotgun. So and then he said and then he then the guy says, well, I, I was only thinking about my son. You know, uh, what 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 were you thinking about when you when you when you pulled the trigger? I was thinking about my son. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he was going to shoot and kill me. Well, if he's grabbing the gun, he's trying to protect himself. Right. Right. He didn't show up with the gun. You nope. showed up with the gun. Okay. Nope, he wasn't. What can I? What can right. I do to protect myself? Well, right. if you grab the gun, you can control the gun. Right. Okay. So that was he's he was probably thinking that Ahmad was. Right. If I can control the gun, then I don't. I don't know about shooting him. I just want to keep the gun from being right. pointed at me. Right. I'm trying to keep myself alive. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, I'm trying to keep myself alive. And, and you know, it, when I when I heard the jury pool, um, the judge even said, "This this 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 smells fishy to me. Or this looks like intentional discrimination." Hell yeah, it did. <laughs> you know, and and I've been called for jury duty. I don't know how many times. Never got picked. Mm-hmm. And I've sat in the room, you know, where they where they make you come in, you know, if, if you call the night prior and they say, yeah, you need to come on down. And I've been down there on several occasions waiting to see if I'm going to be called as a potential juror. And there's tons of black folks in there where, we, you know, you answer the civic call. That's your civic duty to show up for jury duty. But I and then I watch as to how many black and Hispanic people are turned away. We don't you know, one by one, we're leaving. And so th- this isn't this isn't happenstance. It's happening all over the country, man. That that the representation on these juries, no, it does it doesn't reflect the greater part of society, you know. And I've I've seen it here, man. Called several times, 
and never got picked. And several other people in the room, they're like, yeah, we don't need you today. And a lot of times it's black and Hispanic folks, black and brown people that are told to leave. You know, so I've been I've been called and it hadn't been picked. Yeah. So 11, 11 white and one black on the jury and 50 percent of your town is black. So I like you say, man, it makes you wonder. Man, I think we know we know that the criminal justice system, it's it, it ain't it ain't for us. And you don't want to be caught up in it. Because right. the odds are it's not going to come out favorable for, for you if you're caught up in it, yeah. caught yeah. up in it. But I, I think I think these guys, they're going down for something because I, I, I don't think they have the backing of the Republican Party and all these other people that were donating to, to, to Rittenhouse's cause, Ricky Schroeder and all these other people that were funding his uh, defense and whatnot. I don't think these guys have that. So they're they're going down for something. It's just a matter of what. Yeah. 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 Now, if if they do get off, man, all hell is probably going to break loose. All yeah. hell is going to break loose in that little town. And, and you know, speaking of all hell breaking loose, you know, after the verdict of uh, Rittenhouse, yeah, there was hardly a peep in Kenosha. And people say, I want, why are there no protesters out here? I'll tell you why. Because they already knew the outcome. Yeah. And as your word said, what does it matter? What yeah. does it matter? That's why there were no protesters there. Mm-hmm. You know? So we, we see, man, those of us who have said for the longest time, law enforcement, criminal justice system, it does not favor people of color. It never has. And you see case after case after case to where that comes to fruition, that these guys get off with little or no punishment. And you and, and people wonder, well, why are you complaining? Well, look, look at all these exhibits that we have to hold up. We have receipts that we can hold up. And the latest receipt is what happened Thursday or Friday. Mm. And this kid walks away scot-free from killing two people. So hopefully justice is going to be served for Ahmaud Aubrey. And these guys go down for something. Uh, I just, I just, something tells me they don't have the backing that uh, Mr. Punkass had uh, to for his defense. I mean, did you hear what he had? What they he had two mock juries to yes. prep him. I mean, come on, come on. So uh, these guys, nah, they. I think they're going down. It, it's it, they're going to get something. But if they do, if they do escape, all hell is going to break loose. All hell will break loose. And, yeah, it's and, it's going to be all over the world again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be like the protest that went on with George for George Floyd. You know, the 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 anger and the it reached. I mean, people were protesting in Germany and France and whatnot. So. Same magnitude. If these guys do get off, all hell is going to break loose, man. And it's not going to be pretty. And it'll just be another example of, you know, what what are minority people supposed to say? Or what are they what are we supposed to do in this country when we clearly can see that the criminal justice system doesn't give a rat's ass about us? Doesn't care. Well, the, The system, the system itself. Yeah. Whether it's criminal justice system, yeah, the system. Whether it's right. the the voting system, yeah. I mean, just look at what they're doing with, yeah, with uh, gerrymandering. Yeah. They're taking and, and drawing lines yeah. that are okay. You got two black or minority representatives in two different districts. Well, they redraw the line to have those two go against one another. So now you're only going to have one. Yeah. It's that yeah. kind of stuff that they're, yeah. that they're doing. And yeah. it's, they're just open with it because there's yeah. nobody that, yeah. there's nothing that you can do about it because nope. the way that the state legislatures are right now, the majority of them controlled by Republicans. Yep. You know, I, I said a time and time again that, you know, the people, they practice political incest because, that's all they do is screw each other. 
and mm-hmm. screw us in the meantime. Okay. And so, um, that, that, that justice that that's going to take place. And we hopefully it takes place in the Albury trial is the fact that, uh, they don't, I hope the prosecutors don't plead. Okay. Don't go for a plea. You're going to go nope. all the way through it. Go all the okay. way find these guys guilty and send their asses away. Even even the, even the guy that took the damn video that was driving the truck behind because yep. he was complicit in it. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I mean, if you're complicit in it, you should get the same thing. You know, there is there is a there is a situation here and not here. I'm in Florida right now. Right. There's a situation in Indianapolis where. Um, there is a, a group of people that robbed like a little local gas station, went inside and killed the uh, owner. Wow. One of the guys was in the car, didn't go inside, and uh, was asleep in the back of the car. Okay. Two guys go in, shoot and kill the owner, bring them, uh, they're caught. And the guy that didn't do anything, yeah, he got a life sentence also. Wow. Hey, what do they call it? Aiding and abetting? But if you don't know that these things are going on, you know, if 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 I go outside right now and you're where you are and something happens, they're going to blame me for it. You know, even though that, you know, let's say that we're in the same place, you go out or I go out and do something and we're hanging out together and I bring, say, I bring something back that was illegal or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you don't even know about it, but yet they put you in jail for something that I did that you didn't even know that I did. Yeah, yeah. You know, so our justice system is, 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 is jacked up. Yeah. You know? yeah, especially when it comes to us, man. We we do not get the same leniency, so to speak, as uh, people who don't look like us. I, re- I read this guy. Uh, you might have seen it, man. Um, he'd been in jail 58 years. He'd been in jail for 58 years. He just got out the other day, uh, a couple of days ago. And he had, he had all along, he said, you know, I didn't do what I was going to pick up. He was a kid. When this crime went down, he said, I wasn't even there. He said, this is where I was when the crime was committed. And they didn't even bother to check that his story was valid, that he was where he said he was at the time. The lady identified him. Yeah, it was him. And he got life. He was 17, 18 years old. He got life without no chance of parole. I mean, what the hell? You know, and those are the kind of sentences, man, that that we get. And and especially when it's like there was clear evidence. This this guy was nowhere around. And he he said, I'm innocent. I didn't do this. Yeah. And you got the same thing going on with Julius Jones in uh, the Oklahoma City. His life was spared the other day. Right. You know, same thing. He said, I I didn't do this. The lady identified that it was him. But he's like, I was. Nope. I did not do this. I was nowhere around when this guy was killed. Yeah. I I think you're talking about the Curtis Flowers trial. Maybe that's it. Curtis Flowers. Maybe that's. Yeah. Curtis Flowers. I mean, yeah, we we get the harshest sentences. And as I told this guy, man, this was before I left work, before I left uh, left corporate America, we, we were talking about race and this or that. And I said, you know, when when a, when a black man is convicted, and majority of times it's, it's a black man is convicted, while well, black women do get convicted of crimes, but the bulk of you know crimes, you know, that people are are convicted, it's black men who are sitting in jail. I said, you know what that does for that family? That especially when when you you somebody says, yeah, he did it, and all they can say is, well, it was a black guy. It, I think it's him, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. And you end up in jail, end up in the system. Do you know what that does to that family for years and years? And years? They they can't escape the, the poverty that they've been placed in. 
You know, and and that's what's destroying our community, man. A lot of these bogus sentences that are handed down by the courts. Um, your 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 cry at the end of the podcast that people need to go vote. Yes, we need to go vote, man, to vote out these judges like this clown in the Rittenhouse case. He ran unopposed twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so we got to vote, man. And we, and we just don't vote when it's presidential. We got to vote for all these offices, man, within our community to get these people out that mean us no good, man. Mean us no good. It didn't mean so, society any good, period. It'll be, yeah, they don't mean society any good. Right, right. You know, so we, we got to vote, man. It's the one thing that no one, well, I don't know if it's fair now to say they can't take that away from me because, as you said, they are trying hard, man, to take away people's right to vote or make it hard as hell for people to vote. And I, I, I just, we're supposed to be a country of freedom and rights and whatnot, but the only rights you have are those rights I tell you you can have, and I'm I'm making the call. So this gerrymandering and all this other mess that's going on, it it's it's shameful, man. It is shameful. Yeah, yeah, shameful. Yeah. All right, all right. I think that's a good place to uh, transition into our last um, topic here, and it's yeah. kind of a memorial, and that is uh, since the last time we broadcast. We lost one of America's most uh, important statesmen that we've had, and that is Colin Powell. Colin Powell died, and um, he was the first to do a lot of things. He was the first four-star black general. I take that back. Chappie James was that. But in the Army, he was the first. Uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Joint Chiefs. He yeah. is the uh, first Black Secretary of State. Yeah. You know, and so he had a long, illustrious career of being a soldier. Yeah. And he, uh, his service started back in Vietnam, and uh, moved forward and worked his way through. Um, the ranks and became the top dog. Yeah, yeah. No, so he no. passed, and um, we uh, we want to memorialize him. And he was he was uh, he was able to speak his mind. Uh, unlike others, uh, he was a black Republican who uh, was able to say. This is right and this is wrong, and I'm going with right. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, he he caught some flack by um, persuading people that WMDs um, were in Iraq, which led to the Iraqi War in 2001, in which he was hoodwinked um, <laughs> yep. by. Um, uh, baby Bush and his cohorts, and these are the talking points that you're going to do. And he gave that to the United Nations, not knowing that the things that he was given, the um, the information he was given, was all bogus. Right, right. Okay, and they knew that it was bogus, and so he caught some flack for that. But he also was able to call it out when things were wrong. That's yep. uh, the thing that I remember the most. And, um, you know, working his way through the ranks was tough. Okay? Absolutely. Number one, being a black officer uh, in the 1970s was tough. You know, yep. y- you may not know this, but if you read his book, they tried to they tried to um, put the My Lai massacre yep. on, on him. Yep. And, uh, you know, you know, William Callie was responsible for that. And they tried to see if they could catch him as being part of it. And he wasn't part of it. So they couldn't get him. But if they would have if he would have known anything about it or if just knowing about it, they would have taken his his uh, commission as quick as possible because they needed a scapegoat. And who's always the scapegoat? Mm-hmm, yep. Okay. 
So, yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on Colin Powell? No, uh, great, great, uh, great statesman, great, uh, great military career. I, I read both his books. Uh, he has two books. Uh, was it My American Journey? And the other one uh, is called It Worked for Me. And uh, both great reads, man. But I, I one one excerpt. Um, he, his career also, man, almost came off the rails. And he 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 joked about it in the book, uh, the first book, My American Journey. He sort of joked about it a little bit. But he misplaced his rifle one time, <laughs> mm. which which in the army is a no no. Yes, is a no no. But um, the officer over him, it was it was a lieutenant or a captain. Um, he basically gave him a break, man. And uh, he said, you know, I'm grateful because you misplaced your rifle, man. That that kills your career in the army, man. So, but uh, I got a chance to see him. Uh, he came to Japan. I was stationed in Japan. He came to speak to the troops um, in Japan when I was there. Um, but just a very um, he was he was he was the military officer, the general officer's general officer, man. And like you say, he wasn't afraid to speak the truth. I felt bad for him. Uh, having to go in front of the UN and uh, and give the information that he did, and after the fact realizing that the intel that he was providing the the intel that was given to him in that in that um, speech he gave at the UN it was faulty intel, yeah. and he owned up to it. He's like, hey, um, you know, I did what I did, you know, and he 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 never backed off of that. Uh, but great great American. That's that's put it that way. He was a great American man. And, uh, you know, um, great career, a lot of first, uh, but uh, overall a great American man. And uh, like you say, he broke away from the Republican Party, went his own way, you know, what he thought was right. It ruffled a few feathers. Uh, people were calling him a rhino, you know, Republican in name only. But um, he, he, he spoke his own mind and he supported Obama. When Obama was uh, the nominee for the uh, uh, Democratic nominee for president, he supported Barack Obama, came out and said, this is why I'm supporting this man. And when um, uh, he supported Biden, he's like, I'm not supporting Trump. And he he gave a litany of issues as to why I'm not supporting this man. So um, I applaud him, man. He he will be missed because he was he was a great American. And that's how he should be remembered, man. A lot of this, people want to try to just zero in on the U.N. thing, but he's more than that and a great American, man. So rest in peace, rest in power. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I tell you what, brother, this is a, we've been at this for a little over an hour. Uh, We've got some other topics that we can talk (laughs) about, but I know that we were on uh, a little bit earlier before we started the the broadcast that you got an early flight tomorrow. So yeah. uh, there's a lot of things that's happened since we were on. So we'll leave it at that and we'll uh, pick things up a little bit later. So, absolutely. you know, with that being said, uh, make sure that you uh, go out and find somebody and get them registered to vote. You know, this here we are. This is November. December's coming up and and you'll start seeing all the primary and all the election stuff coming up in May. Uh, we've got to not rest on our laurels and get out there and vote every two years or whenever possible. Because your vote can help change this country in a positive way and not have it derailed as some people are trying to do it now. If mm-hmm. we can't, as I've said this before, um, the opposition or the Republicans believe if we can't beat them, let's cheat them. Absolutely. So if the more the more people vote, the more that then we can kind of take control of things ourselves. Yeah. And if yeah. you feel like running for office, if you know that there's a stupid ass judge that he's running unopposed, jump in there. Okay, jump out. You know, and um, that's what I did. You know, I I saw some things I didn't like uh, in the township that I taught for 30 years. And I threw myself out there on the limb and said, I'm going to run for a school board. And lo and behold, I was served. uh, uh, This is my second term on the school board. Okay, no one. I I talked to Lynn about it and said, hey, I think I'm going to run because 
this is what's going on that I don't like. And so I jumped in and I campaigned from eight o'clock to uh, 11 a.m. every day, went out and put stuff out and I was elected into office twice. So cool. That's how yeah. simple as that. That's all it takes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we have got to exercise our right as citizens to uh, to go to the ballot, go to the polls, cast our ballots, man. Uh, that's the only way I see this situation changing to keep out uh, these people who mean um, society as a whole. They don't mean any 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 good. They're just in there for themselves. And our country consider continues to slide down this slippery slope. And it's primarily due to the fact that we have people in elected office who don't give a damn. They, they're only in it for power and themselves. So please exercise your right to vote. On top of that, Thanksgiving week is coming up. Uh, we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. We have very, very, very much to be thankful for. Even though things look bleak, it still is the United States of America. And we still, as far as I can tell, we're still one of the greatest things going. So we have much to be thankful for. So to all listening, uh, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving to you and your families. Absolutely. And be patient in those lines. Okay? Yeah. That turkey's not going anywhere. You know, nope. <laughs> if you're traveling the highways and byways, you know, take your time. Don't rush. You know, don't come across and be mad at somebody because they cut you off because right, people right. are stupid. And we don't need any road rages out there. So, um yeah, just enjoy the Thanksgiving. You know, we have family that's uh, uh, down here, and we're just going to enjoy it as well. And it'll be the first time that we've had, we're having Thanksgiving not in Indianapolis. So wow. uh, it's uh, Thanksgiving is going to be about 60-some degrees down here. So as a matter of fact, I think you're going to be in the area, so we may have to try to hook up if we get a yeah, chance. We, we will be in the area visiting you know. uh, visiting our daughter in Orlando, which is not that far from where you are, my friend. So if the stars align, we'll definitely see you while we're down there and uh, get an opportunity to fellowship uh, during Thanksgiving week face-to-face. Abs- so that'll be cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, all right, brother. Then uh, we're going to end this podcast as we normally do. And that is be safe out there and like three strikes, we're out. We're out. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.